I know I tend to post my shares on here a little frequently, more frequently than I would like for sure, because I am tired of hearing myself, but I've been asked a lot recently. Uh, to me, that means there must be a reason for it. And so this felt just a little different than the typical share I do. The topic is step 11, which is seeking to pray and meditate and improve my conscious contact with the God of my understanding, praying only for knowledge of his will for me and the power to carry that out, basically seeking to do good in the world. And so here we go. I'm a lazy boy, there's no doubt about it Might take a miracle to get me started I'm a lazy boy, there's no doubt about it Might take a miracle to get me started To get me started To get me started again To get me started To get me started, son You better get up You better get up while you Thank you, Nikki. With all that out of the way, I've asked Jason to come share his experience on this loving stuff. My attic named Jake. Jesus. My attic named Jason. Um, wow, that's loud. Uh, what was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm sorry now. Um, I don't know if it's God's will or my will, but I probably will cuss. So I got high, then I came here, I think we know that story. I usually talk a little more about it, but it's a step meeting, I'm going to try to, try to stay on topic somewhat. Um, but I did get high, it felt like the same day over and over again, it led me to the bitter ends, jails, institutions, spiritual death, you know, the body just didn't catch up to that quite yet, thank God. And, um, you know, got trapped, lived in that prison of living the same day, couldn't figure out how to get out of it, uh, had some power bigger than me intervene many times to try to assist me in different forms, would get a little bit of time away and go right back and couldn't understand it, and, and nobody was more baffled by it than me. As a smart guy, when people say, why the hell do you keep going back to that stupid shit? I'm like, I don't know, I asked myself that all morning. Why do I keep going back, right? I couldn't, I couldn't understand it for the life of me. Um, and then I got here and, and, and most important thing, didn't have the answers anymore, right? Because I had all the answers all my life. You didn't know, you didn't understand, you couldn't understand this about me, you didn't get it. And when I got here ready to hear something, because I had been introduced, but when I got here ready to hear something, I just didn't have the answers anymore. I didn't have any answers anymore. I didn't know what the hell to do. I just knew I wanted to do something different. I wanted some different results, and I was hoping, hoping that y'all could help me get there. And so I did whatever was suggested to me. That was not whatever. I did most of the stuff that was suggested to me. Y'all have told me to stay in the corner of my head or something. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> can't do no handstands. Um, but I did get a sponsor and a home group and I hit a whole lot of meetings to, you know, start a new habit in my life of doing something healthy and I stayed after the meeting and, and got there early to the meeting and formed relationships and started having fun, which I didn't think was possible without drugs. 
right? I thought drugs was the only way I could have fun because it finally shut up that voice inside that told me how much I sucked for a little while, long enough to have some fun. But what I found in here was that really the end of drug use was not fun at all, right? There was no fun sitting in a room by myself, peering out windows, lights off, flashlight on, shoe in my hand. I don't know what the fuck's going on, right? There wasn't no fun in any of that. My room was really clean, but there wasn't no fun in any of it. But there was actual fun here, just for the sake of having fun, talking and laughing and nothing, right? Um, and so I got into this step work that they suggested I do, and I started to learn about me and about the disease and, and, and just about the world and, and the way I interpret it. Um, and the first step was like, look, man, you're an addict. Anything you do that feels good, you are liable to get caught up in doing that to a point where it wrecks the rest of your life. Like whether that's drugs, whether that's having sex, whether that's anything. If it, I call out of work and that shit feels good and I might call out the rest of the week. Like it just, I got no off for that feeling good, right? I don't know how to turn it off. Um, and then, so that was pretty easy for me to understand, right? I, I, I definitely had a problem with drugs and once I picked up, I couldn't stop and I didn't know how to stop. And even when I wasn't picking up, I didn't know how to stop thinking about the next time I was going to pick up, right? Thought would drive me crazy. And so I, I accepted that that was true and, and, you know, started to get a little bit of clean time in here, which 30 days I was like, well, you know, it could have happened by accident. Um, but then 60 days kind of blew my mind, man, because I knew something was working here that had never worked anywhere else in my life. I'd never gotten like six minutes without thinking about when I was going to return to using. So to go 60 days and not even remember the last time I really even thought about copping blew my mind. Um, and then I got into step two and I talked about the possibility of being restored to sanity. And I was like, yeah, I, I guess, like, I don't know, right? I know I'm crazy, I get that, but I'm sure, whatever, let's do this. Um, and then you get into three, and three I thought was like the answer to everything, only it was really limiting for what I could do afterwards, because after three, you know, I'm turning, I'm making this decision, and, and God's gonna care for my will in my life, and I'm either gonna have to be a priest or a monk, right? Like, and that wasn't the case, thank God. Uh, maybe thank God, maybe I'd have been better off, I don't know. But that, that's not what happened. And, uh, you know, three just set me on a path of like, not fighting life as often as I do. I thought three was about finding out what God's will was and like, it's the beginning of that process, but it wasn't what I thought it was when I did it. And it was just like, man, why don't you just try to make some healthy decisions for yourself and just start thinking that maybe things that are happening in your life are that way for a reason, right? Well, what's a healthy decision I can make? I guess I could like go to the doctors if I'm sick and I could probably work the rest of the steps. And, and I didn't come up with that on my own. My sponsor asked me, he was like, what do you think you should do as a good third step decision? I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> what should I do, sponsor? Um, and he came up with those, so I'm giving them to you. And then four was terrifying because I had to admit all this stuff I didn't want to admit about myself. Um, I struggled with the idea that I wasn't tough enough or manly enough and I was like terrified as a kid and couldn't stand up for myself and got bullied and paralyzed with fear and I'm 
I never wanted to admit that shit to anybody, right? Um, and I thought, I, I even got through most of the step without writing about it, and then the question right before the end was like, is there anything you think needs to be here? And I'm like, you bastards. <laughs> and I got to, you know, do four, and I got to do five, and talk about the exact nature, which was like, my whole life was set up around this concept that I'm not good enough, and if you ever find out who I really am, you're gonna hate me the way I hate me. And so I set my life up in these ways and tried to plan outcomes and make sure you didn't see me in a bad light and make sure this situation turned out this way so that I'd look this way and I drove myself crazy about it all. Even though I didn't have really any control over it anyway, but I was trying to manipulate it to make me look good some kind of way. And then I got to go over four and five with my sponsor and like sharing with another man, another human being that I felt so much less than. And the things that had happened in my life that made me feel really shitty about myself, the ways I had treated myself, the ways I had behaved, the times I wished I could have done something different and, and just stood up for myself and I didn't, and I felt so weak. And he didn't care. He didn't like not call me after that day. He didn't tell me to get out of his house. He didn't tell me I was a pussy. He was like, damn man, that sounds tough. I don't know what I'd have done in that situation. Here's some stuff I went through that I feel kind of embarrassed about. And none of that changed the way I viewed him either. And for the first time in my life, I felt a little bit of acceptance for like who I really was. And that was crucial, right? Because it allowed me to continue to be honest with my sponsor for the rest of my recovery thus far, um, which is a, it's a huge piece, right? Because without that honesty, even when I'm not always living the greatest sometimes, that honesty can help me like not keep all that hidden secrets die in the light of exposure um, and then six and seven where i get to examine all these specific character defects right all these ways i act out when i feel less than and then i act in ways that are arrogant and self-righteous and put other people down and judgmental to try to pump myself up to feel better because i feel so small inside right and then in six while i'm listing all these i'm like oh ain't gonna do that shit again and I'm doing it every day and I'm like oh my god and the reality was like it it was always there I just never saw it and now it's right in my face glaring at me every day every time I act on it right and then in seven I get to realize that I am not gonna remove this defect I keep trying it's not gonna be me something bigger than me is gonna have to help me remove this for people who believe in God there's a higher power that can like have some power to come with inside of us and, and, and help us with those things, right? For me today, a lot of it is just like liking myself. Because if I like myself, I don't need to act in a whole lot of crazy ways to prove I'm something else. I don't need to belittle people if I like myself. There's no need to pump myself up anymore, right? For people that don't believe in a God, you get to move into step eight and realize all these ways you've harmed people. And that's a pretty good higher power motivation to stop you from acting in those character defects. When I make a list of all these ways my character defects have actually hurt people and put myself in their shoes and hate myself about the way I've treated people in my life, clean or not, I start to realize the need for change even deeper, right? And then in nine, I get to spend a lifetime trying to make those amends wherever possible. A lot of times that is like living my best on a day-to-day -day basis and trying to give back to the community that I live in because that's all I did was rob from the community that I lived in before, right? Stole my parents' peace of mind. 
stole from the local community shops. Everything was bad. And then nine, I just get to try to live a different way. And of course, make direct amends where they're possible, money-wise, try to repair the harm that's done, right? And then through this, like one through three, I get a little connection with something bigger than me, whether that be the program of Narcotics Anonymous, group of drug addicts, good orderly direction, you know, spaghetti monster in the sky, whatever the hell you got going on. <laughs> Four through seven, I get introduced to the person that I know the least about, which is myself. Finally get to meet me, right? And then in eight and nine, I get to be a little more in touch with society get back in touch because the disease of addiction was a disease that isolated me because it just wanted me alone with my thoughts. The more I'm alone with me, the more I got all the answers y'all don't understand and I got all these great ideas. If I sit alone with myself long enough today, all that bullshit in my head sounds brilliant. It's not, trust me. I've acted on a lot of this over the years. It is terrible advice. <laughs> And this is why I need a network and a sponsor and all these things today, right? Because when I say it out loud, immediately half of it sounds stupid. I'm like, God, I really thought that was a good idea. And the other half of it, other people can tell me sounds stupid, <laughs> right? And then I start these maintenance steps. And that doesn't mean that I get to just work maintenance steps and not go through to 12 again, because there's a deeper level of freedom. I might be able to maintain where I'm at. I'm not saying you can't. I don't know that for sure one way or another. I didn't try it. But in order to get to a deeper level, I gotta go back and start at one again and dig even deeper, right? But 10, 11, and 12, they call it a maintenance steps. And so we've gotten in touch with God and myself and, and society, and then in 10, I just get to upkeep that, right? I get to upkeep. How do I feel about the way I acted today? Was I a dick? Maybe. If I was, what am I gonna do about it? I need to go fix that, right? And there's like questions we can answer at the end of the day. And really, I, I mean, I, I think the, greatest thing when I'm living there on a daily basis, which isn't all the time because nobody does this perfect. I don't float around every day for sure. But when I'm in a place where I'm just living in tune with me and my life and I'm here in the moment, I know as soon as I'm wrong. I just know it. Right? Because I'm here. If I'm distracted, if I'm candy crushing, Facebook scrolling, arguing with somebody about politics, I don't even recognize it. I'll dismiss the shit out of my little kids and be like, I, I, don't, I didn't even notice it. But when I'm here, I know when I do something wrong. That day when my, my daughter was getting on my nerves at dinner and I poured her fucking water on her head. <laughs> I was like, why'd you do that, dummy? <laughs> and I had to apologize, right? 11 is my spiritual maintenance on a daily basis to stay in tune with how am I living, right? Is this God's will or my will? Man, the reading, I, I, I don't hate that they read the reading before people share about the step, but it's like, it's always got all the good stuff. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to say after that. Skilled people are not born with their skills. Love that, we use that around here all the time. I tell that shit to my kids, they ain't in recovery, I just tell it to them, right? They always think they're supposed to be good at stuff. I'm like, dude, heart surgeons did not come out of the womb performing heart surgery, right? There's a whole lot of studying, there's a whole lot of practice. You've seen that little proctology thing online or whatever, there's a plastic ass, the guy sticks his hand up. They don't just give them real people right off the bat, right? <laughs> Skills. 
It's skilled people. It takes practice. And I can tell you the first time I prayed when I got in here and they were like, pray. The only prayer experience I had was like Catholic prayers as a kid. And it felt uncomfortable. And I was like, that ain't going to work. And so then prayer became, well, feel this out. What feels right? Well, guess what? At first, nothing felt right. When you ain't never prayed, don't know prayer feel right. But I stuck with it. Right? And it's just like some outside information I got from a therapist one time. She was like, hey, go say some nice shit to yourself in the mirror. And I'm like, this felt awkward as hell. Hey, I like you. You're cool. Right? Like, that's that's weird. But after I do it enough times, it doesn't feel weird anymore. Right? And it's the same with prayer. Like, after enough prayers, it didn't feel so strange. It felt more normal. And so I got to remember that, like, I'm not just going to do this. And the first day I pray and meditate, the unicorn's not going to show up to take me to work the next day. Right. Like, I just got to stick with it and try it for anybody that doesn't believe in God. This is a step of like setting my intentions for the day. If I got up this morning and I said, man, I'm really going to practice eating healthy today. I'm going to, you know, try to avoid some of the sweets. I'm going to try to make sure I get a couple servings of vegetables and fruits. Throughout that day, every time I went to eat, I would think about that. I'm not saying I would do it. (laughs) I might not, but I would think about it, right? I set my intention. If I set my intention at the beginning of the morning that I want to do God's will, what am I going to think about all day? Every action I take, is this God's will or my will? Guess what I wasn't thinking about before step 11? I didn't give a shit. I was just doing stuff. (laughs) I never stopped to think, is this God's will or my will? It's like, this sounds like a good idea. She's cute. (laughs) Not, am I going to harm her? Do I have a girlfriend or a wife at home already? None of that. This gives me the ability to stop and think about that kind of stuff every time I'm about to do something. Now, for an overthinker like myself, that is not always the greatest thing. I will take this to extremes. Is it God's will for me to have a Milky Way or a Snickers? Shit. (laughs) Calling my sponsor in the Royal Farms, dude, I don't know what to do. (laughs) He's like, you got a job and you ain't doing drugs, buy them both. The important thing is that it talks about seeking. I can't seek sitting still. I got to be active in this process, right? I have to actively seek for a conscious contact. What's that mean? That means I'm actually thinking about this. I'm not just meandering through my day, assuming that, you know, I have some spiritual principles that I learned one time when I wrote step two, and I'm sure they're taking effect, even though I'm not thinking about them. I literally have to think about my life and my actions throughout the day or I won't live in a way that I really like because I tend to err towards doing things in ways that feel good. That is my disease. You want to do the dishes or sit here in this chair? Sit here in this chair. What about the laundry? You ain't got no clothes for work tomorrow. Yeah, but this chair is comfortable. You think maybe you want to clean up the dinner table? Man, this is a recliner. Did I tell you that? (laughs) I got to think about it. One of the hardest pieces for me to accept on a regular basis now was much easier, honestly, to think the first time I worked this step because I was like still new and really didn't know what the fuck I was doing, honestly. I tend to think I'm smart enough that I know what's best for me. 
I pray for girlfriends that I then have to pray to get rid of. <laughs> I've said the speaker's prayer before meetings before. God, don't let me suck. <laughs> and then people come up afterwards and they're like, hey, that message didn't suck. Why don't you come share my home group? And you do that enough and you're like, you know what, God, I'll take your will. If I'm meant to suck tonight, it's all right. But I still tend to think I know what's best for me in my life at all times. And I'll give you an example that I think a lot of people might be able to relate to. Right now, I think I know who would make the best next president. But guess what? This step tells me, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. This step tells me that I can go and do my duty and vote for the person that I believe is going to be the next best president, right? But if that's not what happens, then what happens is what's for the best. And I can't see all the little ways that that works out. I can't see that when I go for the job I want and they say no, that that might be the reason I get the job I really wanted and didn't even know next month. I can't see that. Rejection is God's protection sometimes, man. I don't understand that. I can only see the small picture and I can't see the big outreaching picture that stems from whatever happens, right? And look, yeah, does that make this a step you can't argue with? Sure. Get up, pray for what's best to happen to you and the strength to deal with it, and it will always happen. Well, how the fuck? How the fuck can you argue with that? I didn't like when my father died. Well, it was the best thing for you, Jason. You prayed for it in step 11. The truth is, it might have been the best thing for me. I haven't used since my father died. It felt like a good reason to grow up. I don't fucking know. I don't know how any of this works. What I can tell you is that all I want to do in my life is try to give back. This program and my life were freely given to me. I've gotten help all along the way, inside and outside of the rooms at NA. Help that I desperately needed to enjoy my life and to not pass on some of the worst parts of me to my children. And I just want to do the best I can. I want to be a good dad. I want to be a decent husband. And I want to be a decent human. That's it, man. That's like my wildest dreams today. I know, pretty lame. But this, this step, if I do it on a daily basis, helps me to do it. None of this stuff works by magic. I can't just write it down and be a good guy all the time. If I don't work on myself regularly, I revert back to old behaviors of seeking ease over what's best. You know what I wanted to do tonight? Not come the fuck down here. <laughs> But doing this stuff that I don't feel like doing is usually what allows me to live with myself at night and feel pretty good and go to sleep without feeling any kind of weirdness. So thank God for NA. Thank God for my life. My will would be to share till 8 o'clock, but God's will is for me to hear some of y'all. So thanks for letting me share.